This is Brighton's finest. Bringing the artists closer to you. Juice. Obviously, we're, we're talking about the new album, Hearts That Strain, which is coming out on uh, the 1st of uh, September. So I've managed to hear a bit of it on uh, a sneak preview copy, thanks to your label. Uh, it's your fourth album, which is quite incredible, really, considering you're only 22, is it? 23 now. You're 23 now. <laughs> yeah. And this album was made in Nashville, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Can you tell me about how it was decided to, to do this album over there? I'd already met the, the producer, I'd known him for a couple of years, and I, I felt like after the last one, I, was, I just really wanted to get out there and make a new record. So, uh, you know, I just jumped over there, I thought I'd go try it out, see what happens. I liked what I heard, and so I wrote some songs and continued with the process, and then had an album ready five months later. Obviously, Nashville's known as being a hotbed of musicians and and just incredible talent over there. And I understand that you played with a few of the old guys from that area. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I played with a couple of the Memphis boys. You know, I played with the likes of Elvis, uh, Reef Franklin, and um, you know, and those kind of people, which is amazing. Really, I was always I was worried that I was going to be able to fit in with those guys if I could keep up and play in time with them. But uh, but I felt like they they got the best out of me, and it was an amazing experience. And those guys being Bobby Wood and Gene Chrisman. And you say that they actually played with Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Pretty insane. It is insane. How old are those guys? I think they played on... Oh, they're like 70, 70. I think they played on Suspicious Minds, those two guys. Suspicious Minds. That's uh, that's a song that will always be close to my heart, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. So what do they bring to, to the table, do you think? Because they come from a different era, they play with different types of music... They're kind of like um, the real thing when it comes to those old styles of music. Was it a bit of a culture shock or something a little bit different that you hadn't come across before? No, not really. I've always been interested in the, in the scene over there and the music that came comes out of um, out of there as well. And you know, growing up, it was something I you know I'd always be reading up and learning a lot about. And uh, so going over there the, it was amazing that I just got the opportunity really to make this record there and. Uh, no, it, I mean, there were times when it would seem a little bit surreal, but most of the time I'm pretty focused on just making the record, making it the best I can be. Yeah. It can be, sorry. And those guys were, were good to you, were they? They were friendly and nice and uh, welcoming yeah. and all those things. Yeah, they were. Gene got me to try my first meatloaf, which was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, say I was a big fan, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing time. And who, who else played on the on the album? Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys played on the album. Right. Yeah, I wrote a couple of songs with him for this record. Yeah. And uh, my friend Matt Sweeney, who uh, played guitar for me on my second album, uh, I did with Rick Rubin, that's how I know him. I don't know if you mind me saying this, but I can I can sort of pick up late 60s, early 70s vibe on some of the tracks. People like Fred Neal and Glenn Campbell, maybe a little bit of James Taylor as well. Are those artists familiar to you? Do you, do you know much about them? And, and is that a fair comment for me to say that? Absolutely, yeah. You know, a big fan of Friend Neil and a massive fan of Glenn Campbell and James Taylor, of course, has got some amazing songs and a great voice. And, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of the, the music from that era because I felt like it was, you know, the songwriting was at its, at its peak, let's say. And that's where a lot of the best songs were written for me personally. And uh, just incredible music coming out around those decades and, and, and before and, and maybe a little bit after. But it's just something resonates with me from, from, the, from the old songs. Yeah, uh, just great voices as well. Like Glenn Campbell's voice, incredible. Like Yeah, I mean, I always knew um, songs like uh, "Rhinestone Cowboy" and "Wichita Lineman," of course. But uh, I actually watched, end up finding a video of Glenn Campbell singing that one live, "Wichita Lineman," and I realised then that uh, he had an incredible voice. Just a beautiful, 
beautiful voice. Yeah, very special. One of my favorites. Uh, I like the stuff he did with Jimmy Webb as well. Like, uh, like just this one time is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Okay. And what did you grow up with then? When you were when you were first starting playing music on on your guitar, what, what sort of things were you kind of exploring, getting into? When I was like twelve, thirteen, I, I listened to a lot of like you know metal, uh, the heavier stuff. You know, uh, growing up, I loved playing the actual guitar rock. You know. But I listened to all kinds. I loved Jimi Hendrix, and I loved my rock and roll. I loved Elvis, and I always listen. I've always listened to different kinds of uh, different types of music. Ever being young, I loved my folk music and my blues and um, so a bit of everything. If it was a good song, I'd listen to it. Brighton's finest, Jeff Hemmings. Jeff Hemmings. This is Juice One Hundred Seven Point Two. Brighton's finest. I just wanted to talk about a couple of songs, if I may, from the album. The song Waiting. There's a guest vocalist on there. Who is that? Yeah, um, guest vocalist is uh, Noah Cyrus, which is really cool to have somebody that comes from a more pop background to be singing on a, a song that you know, you've written. And it's a very nice feeling. And I think her father heard Billy Ray heard the song and got her to sing on it. So uh, I'd like to thank you for that. And I love her voice. I think it sounds great on the on the record. I'm very happy with it. I wish you could have sung the, the, the whole thing. Yeah, so... Uh, can you tell me a bit about the songs? Because I know that in many of your videos, there's always a little bit, it was sometimes a bit of a talking monologue at the beginning or the end where you talk about some aspect of the song. I don't know if that was like your idea or if that's what you wanted to do so that you didn't have to explain yourself to people. But um, with these songs on this particular album, is there, is there a kind of any overriding themes, do you think? Anything that was sort of in your mind at the time when you were writing a lot of them? I usually write like whatever comes to me. I don't... I find if I usually think about it too hard or try and work at it hard, it's very be very difficult for me. So, you know, I just write usually what comes to me, and, and I believe it's you know my brain or you know, trying to tell me, trying to tell me something. Uh, sometimes you write something, be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I felt that way about that or this person. Uh, so I just usually write what comes to me and, and go along with the story that's coming to my mind. Without a mind, could you could you explain anything at all about um, the song, the event of my demise? Yeah, that song, that song I wrote with Dan Albeck and Matt Sweeney, and uh, that was really cool. It was, it kind of, the song's about somebody being coming towards the end of, you know, their life, and, you know, there's a lot of hangers-on people coming out of the woodwork, and, and you know, and the, the guy reflecting back on his life and what he's done with it, and yeah, did he do enough? And it's a pretty dark tale, but it was one that we had a lot of fun writing, and it was kind of the more dark the line, the, the louder the laugh, really, which is yeah. probably a little bit bad, but it was, uh, it was a lot. But that, that's kind of your kind of style anyway isn't it You've, there's always a bit of darkness to your to your songs a bit in your lyrics but you always try and inject a bit of joy and a bit of happiness within it as well yeah you know i think uh, all the music that i love it takes you on a journey and music's a nice way to switch off from all that stuff in the world and um, take you on a bit of an adventure sometimes yeah i've read somewhere that you just writing is kind of in your blood you just have to write it's what you do You've never really had, you know, a job as such, but your job has been to write songs. Is that how you see things? It happens to be my job, but I don't really see it as that, like, because more than anything, it's my hobby, and I'm just, I'm very lucky that I get to, I get to do it as a career, and I'm just very fortunate that I get to write music for a living. I'm, I couldn't be, you know, I couldn't wish for anything more. Yeah, and uh, you're going to be doing a little acoustic tour, aren't you, of the UK? I think it's just, yeah. just you, isn't it? Yeah, November. And I'm really looking forward to that. It would be nice to play the new album and uh, maybe a few old songs and maybe give people an insight to the, stuff, the music I love listening to as well and play a couple of covers of songs I love as well. 
you know what those covers might be? Is that is that uh, something you can reveal? Uh, I don't know. There might be a little Glenn Campbell tune in there. If I, yeah. If I can sing. If I can sing. <laughs> yeah. You've got to do which to Lyman. Of course. <laughs> uh, I, I do actually know that song. I, I, I learned that one. It took me ages to learn, but I do know it. I've even learned. I don't play guitar very much, but I even tried to learn it myself as well. And uh, yeah, The chords are amazing, aren't they? They are. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> melody. Beautiful sequence. You, and then, will you be taking out a band at some point? Do you think you're gonna you're gonna go for a band set up with uh, playing some songs from the album at some point? Yeah, um, I think early early next year I'm gonna do a few more shows, maybe slightly bigger venues, depending if anyone wants to wants to come and see me. So, but I, I'm definitely planning on it. And then maybe the festivals again next year, bring out the electric guitar again. Yeah, you know, just build it up throughout the year. This is. Juice, Brighton's finest. Bringing the artists closer to you.